Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for listening. Episode 150-something, I guess is how we're going to we're gonna uh, talk about this one. Two guys never met in real life, unbecoming of age. I'm one of those guys, Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa. And I am John M. Craig, and I live in Redneck, New Jersey, but I'm all over the map. How are you, Colin? All over the map, literally and figuratively. I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, good. In yeah. There. I'm, I'm, I'm a little... Uh, you can't really say jet lag because I went. Uh, I, I traveled this week. I went north to south and south to north. So uh, jet lag only counts, right? When you're going, when you're changing into. Uh, you were in the same uh, same time zone. Yeah, yeah. I went to Texas. Uh, I I flew actually. I flew on nine eleven, which uh, didn't occur to me until I was in the airport and somebody was like, "Oh, yeah, flying on nine 11 I was like, I looked at my ticket. And I was like. Damn, it's 5-11. 9-11, excuse me. 5-11? Anyway. Um, no, I, I flew on 9-11, and uh, I, I actually, uh, showing you how times have changed, uh, I swear to God, I was, I'm on the plane, and I realize... Um, uh, from go, going from Dallas to Austin, uh, I sit down and I'm in one of the rows that's the three wide row. And so I've got uh, myself, I'm, I'm on the window seat and my coworker is on the aisle seat and a guy comes down and sits uh, in between us and he's an Arab gentleman. And uh, he is, uh, I happen to kind of look over at his phone and he's uh, looking at uh, stuff that uh, he's reading is in Arabic. And he happened to go to Facebook and he started, and I'm not making this up, he started deleting friends on Facebook, like a lot of them, <laughs> well, before we take off. And I'm like, looking at this Arab guy, deleting all his friends on Facebook, it's 9-11, and I wasn't really particularly nervous about it at all. It was just an observation. Oh, just, really? You weren't nervous about it? Because I, I you know, if... if Hey, this is the dumbest thing I'm ever going to say, and I've said a lot of dumb things. If I were an Arab guy and I were traveling on, on September 11th and I looked like an Arab guy and I was reading Arabic and doing the whole thing, I would be watching the Dave Chappelle special and laughing my ass off. <laughs> Dave has got it right. Oh, Dave Chappelle, my man. Yeah. So, no, it didn't. I don't know. It, I, honestly, I, I was I was chuckling to myself thinking, this this is not bothering me. And, and it would have... You know, I don't know how far back I would have to have gone to, to where that would have freaked me out, but I'm sure, you know, at least, you know, for a while afterwards, if I would have seen that. It, it, you, 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 you took note of it in your mind, but you didn't, you yeah. didn't stop in your tracks and you were not concerned. Right. In that right. Moment. Okay. Actually, right. Uh, you know, a, a retraction. I would not, if I were an Arab guy traveling on September 11th, even 18 years later, I would not be watching the Dave Chappelle special. I would be wearing a MAGA hat. I would be <laughs> fucking. That's yeah. it, man. I'd be wearing a red tie, Trump tie, and a MAGA hat. Yeah, and going to Texas that that might work out for you. I think That's, there's uh, there's a little support down there for the for the president. I I believe um, maybe not in Austin per se, which is where I ended up. Which you know Austin's pretty hip, pretty liberal, pretty uh, up and coming. But um, I think throughout the state that might be okay. But uh, yeah. So what Texas. were you doing? What were you doing in Texas? I mean, it was a work trip. Yeah, it was a work trip. Was the uh, it was in a uh, conference thing, the small market television expo no wait no e is not for expo um exchange small market television exchange and so right. markets 50 if you go uh, being the biggest market number one and you go down to 50 which might be a city the size of say omaha nebraska uh if, okay it would be from 50 and smaller so the smaller markets so 50 to the end of the world for smallness so we've talked about this before so yes. i think i we've we've gone over this once before at least once before because you've been to this thing before so you're yeah. talking like new york city is a, is a top market los angeles san francisco chicago correct like minneapolis even like yeah the big yeah. cities miami definitely yes right yeah, yeah. right so so I, when like what are we talking about like what's number 50 or 51 like what's in that 
Like, give me oh, a city. Well, well, Cedar Rapids Island, where I live, is uh, is probably in the 70-ish range. I, I think, actually, what I said was Omaha would be like right around 50, somewhere as a city that big. So, um, What is it I based would, on now? Ratings? Uh, population. Viewership, population? Just, just population. Population. Yeah, they, they go. They, they've got what's in TV. They use what are called DMAs, direct market areas. And so there's a map that you can get if you go to the National Association of Broadcasters and ask for a DMA map. They, will, they can uh, send you a little thing that shows you all the TV markets. So it basically shows, um, you know, like if you're in, in – uh, in, Texas, and you were looking at Midland, Odessa, as an example. Uh, okay, where, where, how big is that market? What is, what is it? Uh, where does it go? How far does it reach? What does it cover? That sort of thing. So, you, you get cities that are decent sized at this thing, but not, not you know, the the big huge markets. And so, so your company with the whole, I know you do more than just the the online TV guide, right? Yeah, you, you've told me that, right. but but. I mean, that's basically one of the things that you do, but it's not necessarily all of your business. There's other parts of that business, right? That is correct. Yeah, we do also, we've got a, um, the, the people who are programming the TV stations, we provide the software that allows them to do their job. So that's probably a much bigger, that's a big part of it. And that's sort of a lot of, so what, so what is it you're doing and your, what's your presence there if, if a lot of them are already using it? Are, are, do you have competitors or someone is someone else using does someone else provide a software solution for we, programming yeah they, there there are other companies that do it so you've got uh, competitors that uh, potentially are there and uh, you know so for the most part you're you're trying to let's be honest you're trying to upsell current current clients and, and gain new ones and so um with this thing, there's a lot of uh, you're together with the same people. There's a, there's a ballroom with about 300 people in it, and then they have these vendor booths that are set up at the back of the um, kind of in the back of the ballroom. And so um, they have these breakout sessions and speakers and and uh, you know keynote speakers and a lot of rah rah type stuff and industry. You know how we can do better, how we can do our job better, that sort of stuff. And then in between breaks and all that stuff, uh, and they have uh, cocktail hours and things like that towards the end of the day then everybody circulates and comes around and talks to you so yeah a lot of it's um we have you know a lot of our current customers are there and it's a good time to be in the same room with them for three days and just talk about stuff and uh there's there's new people there too that you're trying to trying to ingratiate yourself towards that kind of thing so dinners uh be you know after the the thing is is they you know they'll typically will have a cocktail hour late in the day and then uh, people uh, head off and go to you know dinner locations and things like that and so you end up you know going out to eat with clients and things like that and and uh yeah it's a lot of that kind of stuff a lot of drinking a lot of debauchery no there's not that much there, there is drinking but uh you know it's it's into it what city were you in austin were you in dallas austin, austin. austin. you were yeah. but did, where did you fly into we uh well we flew into austin yeah so you, we okay. there's a you can't fly direct to austin from cedar rapids iowa where i'm based out of so we, we flew from cedar rapids to dallas and then uh, dallas to austin right and right right so that, yeah, i thought there was a dallas in there i saw a little bit of your instagram story but i didn't know yeah i'm like i figured you were down there for work but uh yeah. On the way back, I ran into this guy that I, I worked with a, a long time ago. I've worked with him a couple places. I worked with him at a tech company. Uh, he's a he's a, a guy that does uh, he's a he's a writes code. He's a, he's a developer programmer guy. And um, I also worked with him in radio for a while. He was he was a uh, DJ, part time DJ, uh, beyond his other job. And so we we'd worked together a couple times. He's he's a real good guy. He lives in San Francisco now. And I ran into him at the airport in Dallas, and he was coming back to Cedar Rapids. And I had a, a good long talk with this guy. Uh, it was. Uh, <laughs> he walks up to the to the area where the the gate where we're leaving, and uh, he's a big. He's he's about six foot three, and he's he's a tall, thin guy. He's, yeah, probably would call him skinny, and he's about. Um, I'm trying to guess how old he is now. He's probably uh, mid forties ish, you know, forty mm five -hmm. ish, you know. So um, right around in there. 
but um, he's he's a free spirited uh, dude. He always has been, and uh, for a long time, he kind of had uh, he he wore the big mutton chops that kind of look like uh, the, the 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 guy with the who's the uh, on the Marvel. I'm I'm terrible at, at these comic book things. Wol- Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, yeah Hugh Jackman has played Wolverine. Yeah, so he had the yeah. Hugh Jackman uh, looking thing going on for yeah, a long time. Yeah, I got you. And so when he walked over, I didn't really recognize him because now he's got full on uh, pig tails he's got really long uh pigtails. no no he doesn't have long pigtails are yes. they braided what's going braided. on braided braided pigtails. pigtails no he's that guy braided pigtails and a bandana and a big uh the billy goat beard thing going on which is all of it's gone more yeah. gray than it used to be so <laughs> what's he uh, doing now well he's still he's still slinging code but he's 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 uh he lives in san francisco and uh, okay he was coming back. He said his father was having a knee replacement surgery, so he's going to come back and help his father. But um, he he was uh, when he came over and walked over. Uh, I I saw a couple of my uh, my coworkers kind of kind of stepped aside a little bit. I think they were a little afraid of him. He's kind of a kind of a uh, a, a guy that you wouldn't think uh, maybe you'd want to walk up and necessarily and, and strike up a conversation with. Um, and uh, when he walks over right. in our direction, he's like, Colin, how you doing? <laughs> so so, so, yeah. uh, so, you've got colleagues that are more afraid of the double pigtail braided fucking billy goat beard six foot three fellow than they are of the Arab guy. I think so, on September yeah. 11th. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. quite fascinating. I think that's progress. What is that, that what, yeah. <laughs> so what, That's what that is. is right there. I, that is, that is. So, yeah, they're, they're afraid of... Uh, some I don't know. What, what would you? And they might hippie. think that, that he's Antifa. Yes. We don't know. We don't know what. He he told some funny stories. I we did. I, I should have asked him about Antifa because of the uh, California thing. But he he was complaining to me. He said he, he goes, my usual mo when I get to the airport. He said is um, I, I I wait until I've you know I've gone through uh, you know through the check in gate and I go in and I get a big ass bottle of water. And he said in San Francisco at the airport in San Francisco now, once you get inside, you can't get a big you can't get a big bottle of water anymore and i I was like why can't you get a big bottle of water i was kind of uh, stupefied and he goes goddamn leftists (laughs) 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 and i was like what 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 does that mean he goes well they don't they they don't sell water and you can't buy a plastic bottle of water in 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 san francisco anymore. no i know it's kind of nuts i know amazon doesn't allow so amazon doesn't allow uh amazon tv shows the particular one that i worked on the hunt yeah didn't really there were uh plastic water bottles were hard to come by because uh it was an echo friendly show that's i don't know i you know and so so i totally get it right but now plastic socks whatever i was over at my girlfriend's this weekend and i noticed uh one of the things that they have on this show is they have boxed water boxed water boxed water is awful it's terrible it tastes bad they used to serve it Backstage during Fashion Week at some of these shows, so it looks like a carton of milk that you'd get in school. I've had I've had okay. canned water that okay. So there's canned water. water. So that's what I had this weekend. I didn't have it. I saw the empty bottle on the counter at my girlfriend's. I said canned water. I said, well, on the show that I work on, we've got all these cans of soda. Mm-hmm. So many cans. So why cans can't they everywhere. just get cans of? You've got these big plastic bottles that they have these like you know five gallon or you know bottles that the craft service people put out and whatever, and they, they don't always have cold water on set. We need to stay hydrated. We got like M and M's and snacks and fucking donuts and all this shit that nobody should be eating. Just bad carbs that are gonna kill us. And then and, you know I mean I get it. I'm all for the environment. I'm for it. I'm not for cardboard straws. They don't work. You know. And yeah. uh, and at the end of the day, I don't know that uh, I don't know that when this stuff is all put together, the compostable stuff, the mixed recycling, and the garbage, I think it all I, goes to the same place. Even yeah. when you hire a company, and now again, uh, we can push the needle just a little bit, but I, uh, you know, give me my fucking water. So I like that guy with the braids. 
fucking leftists. And they're they're trying to they're trying to I think really what this is all about is they're trying to get everybody to buy. This is uh, probably there's some sort of uh, politician that has been paid off by, and I'll use as an example because I was at their I was at their their world headquarters. It's it's the uh, it's the Yeti people I think that are the problem here. Uh, Yeti actually I learned is based out of Austin, Texas. Uh, Yeti has a, a bar in in uh, in austin that you can go to the yeti bar which is right by the bat bridge the south congress uh street bridge where the bats there's there's these bats that hang out underneath this bridge and and uh fly out every night which is a big tourist thing but uh anyway uh so they're just trying to get you to, to buy more yeti shit is what's going on here so you, you go to the airport with your empty yeti container so that when you go in there you can fill up beyond on the other side although he he did tell me uh jim did the guy that i was talking about that um when you get into the airport it, there's no fucking place even if you had a bottle to actually fill a bottle so what where, where are you supposed to if you bring in your empty bottle there's got to be some place to fill it you shouldn't have to go to to you know some place and pay to get you know can you fill up my water bottle then you gotta they're not even then they're not even providing any kind of a container they're just selling you a fucking out of the tap probably they, they're just open the spigot and here here's your here's your water and your yeti thing that they lobbied for to get you to buy more of these yeah it's uh i don't know it's all a scam. yeah yeah well it was, i don't know if you've heard this uh the big the big story about the um the vaping and uh, a lot of states and the government are going against didn't these vaping Trump, companies. Yeah, didn't Trump outlaw the flavored ones this week? Yeah, exactly right. And so, so, so it was a push from uh, New York State. California is usually the leader in these types of things. They are. Uh, yeah. But New York State and um, what's his name? Cuomo. Uh, which Cuomo is that? Is that the Mario? Fredo Cuomo, the guy oh. from CNN? No, it's uh, Chris Cuomo is the Fredo guy. Chris Cu Cuomo is Fredo. Yeah, Fredo, right? Okay, and then and then look it up. Just Google Chris Cuomo Fredo YouTube. You're welcome. Anyway, it's kind of amusing. Uh, and then uh, his governor, uh, Andrew Cuomo, right? That's the governor of New York. Are they related, really? Oh, they're brothers. They're yeah, brothers. Yeah. I did not they're, know this. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Their dad, well, Mario that Cuomo. That explains it. That explains it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So right, anyway, so... Um, so, so I, I, I was listening to uh, the, the radio earlier, and I heard uh, it was like Chris Cuomo talking about like the the flavored vape juices, you know, like uh, f flavors like uh, Captain Crunch, and that was the one that uh, made him laugh the most. Like it's like no, no, and and so I guess the only two that would be allowed is tobacco and menthol, right? And so then I, I followed up by that was an interview with. Um, Virgin, former Virginia governor and senator and current senator of Virginia, Tim Kaine, Democrat. He's co-sponsoring the bill with Mitch McConnell, right? So it's a bipartisan thing. And Trump seems like he's going to sign in the whole thing. And I guess one of the things that Tim Kaine said, and I was kind of half listening to it, is that he's from a state, Virginia, one of the tobacco states, right? So you got... and. And so he said, Virginia, Kentucky, there were like three or four states. And then I mean, you're thinking like, you think about tobacco, the tobacco lobby, and like, where are they on this whole thing? And yes, some of these tobacco companies, R.J. Reynolds, own vaping flavors because they paid attention to the market and go like, what the fuck, you know? And, and I've never thought that, 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 that vaping was better for you or good for you. Like nothing about it. I, I did it. I did it for a while when I quit smoking. So I, was, I think maybe for an adult who's been smoking forever and is trying to get off cigs, yes, it might be a good thing. I, I well, no, I, I think it could be. I got down to zero uh, milligrams of, of 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 nicotine so quickly. Yeah, and even and then I just it got stupid. Better. It was just a very different thing. But it's yeah, it, but it's better than a cigarette I mean, for an adult. But. So somebody, okay, if you're already an addict, you're already an adult that's really been trying to get off cigarettes for a long time, that's case study A. But then you got somebody who's never smoked. And oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then, then it's a completely different uh, thing. So, so I, I'm not saying there's a tobacco industry lobby conspiracy here at all, and I'm not suggesting that. But but there is a, there was a little something that, like, it, it ticked, you know, it, it registered in my brain, like, it'd be like, we're from the tobacco like i guess i guess he was just making the point that he he's very much aware of 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 this industry you know and and maybe he had done something earlier when he was governor of virginia 
to regulate smoking. Um, but, you know, it, it, I've said many times, like, I don't know if you remember um, Joe Camel, the, the yeah, uh, Camel yeah. cigarettes was sure, yeah. in the in the late 80s and particularly the early 90s. This is when I was in college. There was issues with Joe Camel marketing to kids, right? Now, I don't know necessarily know that Joe Camel was appealing. Like, he had a big nose that almost looked like a penis, too. You know, remember, there's a lot of that subliminal advertising shit. I could be making this up, but Google it, I'm sure. No, I think jo- you're right. Joe you Camel, penis camel nose. nose. But whatever. Nose. But there's a lot going on with a, a kind of crazy shit there. But, but like, so, I, you know... And I think about it in retrospect, and I go like, holy fuck, man, Joe Camel's got nothing on Jewel or the vaping industry. Considering the design of the damn thing, right, How sm- particularly the Jewel, how small it is, it's like, it's fucking brilliant. You could not hide a cigarette in front of an adult the way you can sneak vaping. In front oh of yeah, adult, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, totally. and if you don't get the crazy mango flavor or the Captain Crunch, whatever, you can truly hide that shit if it's almost odorless, right? Because it's just this vape that you can fucking just like take this little tiny USB stick, right, looking thing, put it in your hand, kind of cup it, yes. suck on it, and then blow the vape right yeah, down the your shirt, ones you can totally right cover behind it, it. totally, totally cover, cover it. it, right? Like you're not one of those big kanger tech. What the Fuck my cat's on my lap. Uh, we we I so you know I have the attic stairs. We're in here. They got taken down, and they have been replaced with uh, a spiral staircase. My dad put them in a couple of weeks ago. So one of the two cats can get up and down the stairs no problem. Motherfuckers all up in my grill. Um, but anyway, it, it, it's it's one of these things where it's like it's it's not good. My son does it. He does it. And and he won't even do it with his own. He'll do it from a friend, you know. Like they'll just be at a party and like they pass it around, you know. Like I I, I don't find it appealing. I work with a couple of people that have done it. Like there's a guy like in his thirties. He he used to smoke, and I didn't know him back then. But he does this thing. This guy is vaping twenty four seven. It would seem. Every time I see him, it's like it's just like a fucking cloud of vape smoke around his head, and it's one of those big ass ones with the kanger. You know, the Kanger Tech or something. One of those that it's a lot of vape. And you're like, what the fuck? And he's using nicotine. How much fucking nicotine is he taking in? It's fucking shitty, man. Yeah. There was nothing about that when I was doing it that I'm like, that this, again, it may be better than smoking for getting off of it, but it can't be good for you. No. And, you know, you talked about the older guy. There's, uh, I think there's any, 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 thing that's addictive whether it's uh you know uh fucking uh it could be uh well coffee or, or whatever you know it's, uh, somebody's always going to be abusing it we're, we're always going to somebody's going to take it over the top and they're going to be they're going to be you know they're just can't stop kind of thing so yeah I, I'm, I'm glad i was glad to hear that uh, that uh, trump was uh, was going to uh eliminate some of those flavors i still think they could get rid of menthol i know that uh in in california in the bay area i i I believe i know they were they were talking about it but but i believe that they outlawed menthol cigarettes in in really area well clove cigarettes were uh were made illegal a while ago i think and there were, but there was there were people that were saying when when they did that that, that was like a racist thing to do because really uh what menthol know, oh predominantly racist well the it, fucking the fact that they exist is fucking racist i, 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 I mean I you know what okay. i mean like like i know i'm being i'm, I'm actually kind of being serious in the, in the sense of like I, you know some of this shit is marketed and and it is to you know lower income um you know neighborhoods to I'm not saying to kill people. Again, I'm not a fucking conspiracy theorist. But, like, the fucking food, too. Fast food and all that shit is fucking well, cheap. And see, who I, eats I, that I, shitty shit? Okay. Back in the day, I'm not sure if this is still the case or not, so I could be speaking out of turn, but uh, um, predominantly a, a lot of black people smoke new, Newport cigarettes if they smoke, if they were smoking. I, I think it's still true that black and Hispanic and lower people in lower-income neighborhoods smoke more menthol cigarettes than... Um, White people, but I think uh, poor white people do as well. The, and I okay, so I my to, neighbor, my neighbor used to smoke cools. He's a I, white I, Italian yeah. guy. I, I knew a lot of women that smoked. Uh, when they, if they smoked, they smoked. Uh, they liked menthol, and uh, for you know, for the you know, the menthol taste. I guess I don't know. And uh, you know, it's an up down. It's an upside down fucking Nike logo. <sighs> it's weird. It's a weird. It's thing. a weird. 
So, you know, but uh, it was as much as they could get the world off of all of that would be would be better, I guess. But uh, uh, at least the idea if there's no if there's no nicotine or there's nicotine, but there's not all the other uh, all the other bullshit, all the other chemicals. Then, um, it, although now they're coming up with all these these kids are dying of, uh, they, and it sounds like a lot of the the, the issues that are happening with these uh, with these uh, health things that are um, in the news the last couple of weeks. They say there's been like seven or eight uh, deaths or, or that have been uh, contributed to. Uh, you know, as part of vaping, the, the most of that stuff is, uh, from what I've read, is from not the like jewel type stuff. It's from the the knockoff shit that people are buying. You know, you're just going down to the bodega and buying, you know, um, some off brand of stuff, and uh, that shit's got. Could, you know, it can it can be anything. It's not regulated, so well, you know, you don't know what you're getting. But uh, yeah, it's good news to see it to see it going going away. Wikipedia sort of confirms your uh, assumption of about the- uh, Newport cigarettes. Uh, apparently in the mid-80s, Newport began an advertising campaign uh, targeted African-Americans in urban areas. In two years, Newport became the fifth most popular cigarette on the market. Because of this, Newports have gained a commanding share of the African-American market. A 2005 uh, survey stated that 49.5% of all cigarette sales to African-Americans were Newport cigarettes. Really? Wow, that's a pretty high percentage. Right. So, yeah, anyway, I mean, it's pretty high. I don't know where it is right now, but, uh, uh, yeah, white yeah, teens and it, Hispanics as well. They moved uh, and, and made progress selling there. So, yeah, when yeah. I started that in, in California, there was people that were saying, yeah, this is a racist thing. You're just trying to keep cigarettes away from, from yeah. black people, which... I, mean, I don't think I've had a cigarette in over a year. It's... Uh, Probably over a year. Oh, good. You and and not a, with no desire at all. And I'm around people who smoke. Not as not too many. You know, I'm always surprised when I see uh, people smoking, uh, even on a film set. You know, a real cigarette. It's uh, it's getting less less common now. I was walking around Austin and. Um, they're, they're, even though it is Texas, uh, like I was saying, which is uh, predominantly, I, I, well, the state of Texas itself is more, you know, it's mm-hmm. more more of a red state and uh, more conservative, I think. For, Not Austin, for, though. Not Austin, though. There, Austin there was, gets an asterisk. There was some smell, yeah. There was, some, you know, not maybe as predominant as it might be in some st- cities, but uh, there was uh, definitely uh, as we're wandering around trying to find our way from uh, place to place. There was some, uh, the, you could smell weed as you were walking around on the sidewalk. What's what's the legality uh, of uh, cannabis in uh, Texas? Is it it's legal not, no, for it's at all illegal. in any way? I don't know. They, medical? They, I didn't Man. see any. I didn't see any medical uh, outlets or anything like that. So, I whatever medical exists in Texas, I think is is pretty uh, pretty minimal. I you know, I'm just uh, once you get out of out of the major cities, and they do have some big cities, but um, for the most part, it's a big ass state. And once you get out of the the, the you know the city, for the most part, it, it's it, it's pretty it's you know it's pretty conservative. Uh, yeah, and uh, man, I don't know. I I was okay. So I was, I was telling Rachel, I I went up uh, Saturday. We had a while before we had to leave. I didn't fly out until uh, two in the afternoon. So uh, I went for a run Saturday morning and uh, I was running up around the Capitol building and and, um, I was going around there and they have a bunch of uh statues around there that are uh confederate statues and and uh um, talk about the the people that died the texans that died during the the civil war and so um and i i i would i would be shocked if ever in texas that stuff gets pulled down just because they are so into their um into their you know, if you if you talk to a Texan and you ask them about uh, you know um, their how they how they view the world, they will tell you. I, I've had several of them tell me that um, we're we're you know first first and foremost you know you talk to somebody about uh, about how they identify, and they're going to say we're Texans first, we're Southerners second, and we're Americans third. And you know if we if we had our way, a lot of Texans still to this day the the hardcore old school ones that you know multi generational Texas family type things, um, they'd be okay if the if it was the the, the country of Texas. Right, right. It's yeah. Totally seceded from the yeah yeah uh, yeah the and, union. The, and yeah. they you know I was telling Rachel too with the with the border thing too. If you talk to old Texans, they they don't they don't want a fucking fence. They don't want uh, a lot of control at the border. They 
they want you know they want their the flow to go back and forth because that's how it's always been they've got people that right, live, right, you know, right. families that live on both sides and go have typically for generations have gone back and forth for work and uh, yeah, you know, I've heard those I've heard those stories on NPR with these like cer- certain towns and and border you know towns where it's like the economy uh, for both sides is yeah. really dependent on on the border of being on able to cross side. over yeah. pretty easily right. again I, I, everyone's perspective is going to be different on that based on perception and it's not perception is not reality there's a lot of fucking issues with all this shit and it's way too much to unpack Yeah, and I want to stop trying to even under not understand it but what the fuck am I going to do I have a dumb podcast like we recorded our last episode what was that 155 it'll never come out we won't put that out it was like about 45 minutes and it was awful we were terrible i think don't you think i think it was was terrible i didn't listen to it it but i remember doing it we were it was the most down uh, both of us have been we both we both came out of the gate just just puttering we failed (laughs) we started again it was even worse the second time and i was like ah just fuck it and then when i got through the end of it i'm like I don't know that we could have. We I don't know that we ever would have gotten it right. I was fucking tired, and I don't know what was wrong. But I, it's like, what the fuck? It's like riding a bike. You just fucking tearing on a microphone and talk. I'm like, no, no, not this one. Like I, like I don't I think we could have paid. I don't think we could have paid people to listen to it. I fuck it. One day we'll get someone to listen to it. <laughs> so this is one fifty five. Well, yeah, I was. Gonna, I think I, I've got because at this point, fuck it. We're right. But I don't know that there's any value in putting it out. I'd be curious to hear it one day. No, I wouldn't. I don't give a shit. It was. We were both. You know, we we're kind of. Uh, we we're kind of snipping at each other, and we were both kind of. T- you know, just not. It was no. We were not firing on. No, I mean there was like no center. rhythm to it at all. But nothing. Uh, yeah. Zero. So yeah. So yeah. so. Uh, you know, I I, I I suck at this. What the fuck do I know about the border and anything? I gotta so, shut the fuck up. That's so, what I gotta do. We're we're okay. This uh, we're we're in we're wandering around a little bit in downtown Austin, and uh, we're trying to decide where to eat. And we've gone by uh, three or four what look like really decent, uh, n- nice Italian restaurants, and um, n- nobody really wanted to eat Italian for whatever reason. Just thought it sounded a little too. Heavy. You're in fucking Austin, Texas. Yeah, that's why. Austin, yeah, you're in Austin, Texas. So <laughs> yeah, so we we're like we should eat some really good you know Mexican food, and so. Um, there's there was a uh, there was a group of there's some kind of construction crew that was uh, that was in the area that was doing something and uh, there was about four or five of these uh, Mexican guys Latino guys they were standing over by the street corner and I said to one of my coworkers uh, I I said to her I said I should I should go ask one of those guys where the where there's a good Mexican restaurant you know where they eat and she goes oh my god that's so racist. No, it's no. She did not say that. She did. Shut she up. really did. What she was, was she? Serious. Fucking twenty-two. Oh, she's like uh, how old? Thirty. She she's thirty. Yeah. Why was it racist? That's what no. I said. I, no. I was like, how is that racist? I go, they, they obviously they know where they're good Mexican. They're they're Mexicans. Like, look, look, the idea is like, listen, if we can get authentic Mexican food, right, right. Like, I'm still convinced to this day. I'm convinced that there are there are food trucks, not food trucks in like the food truck markets in like portland oregon or austin texas um that would be in mexico yeah or parts of los angeles where there's a a very large mexican population that are going to be better than most of the mexican restaurants that we go to in most of the country you know what i'm saying like the food not just about the authenticity but just the overall taste and you know i mean like just like that, that it's going to be and so if I go into an, a Chinese restaurant or a Japanese restaurant, and there are or an Indian restaurant, and there are lots of Indians, yes, like right, like right, yeah. right, Asian Indians or Chinese or Japanese, I feel like you know what, I'm in the right place. Now, there's a possibility that I don't like that type of food, but the authenticity of it, I'd rather experience that. That is the dumbest. No way she said that she the said way that. she, she said, said it. And she was really trying to like stick to her guns because I was I was like, how is that? You know, because I I kind of had the same reaction. I was like, how is that racist? I was like, 
they're going to know, right? You know, because I've had I've had Latino friends and, and and people that I've talked to where sometimes they'll say, you know, what'd you eat last night? And I said, we went to a Mexican restaurant. And they'll be like, where'd you go? And then you say the name of it and they, they like roll their eyes like, oh, that place, that's not, you know, that's not good. Well, where do you go? And then they'll tell you two or three places. And you're like, all right, well, let me write that down. I should go to that place. I didn't know that was even there. How do you, you know, that kind of stuff. Um <laughs> right, like if, if I'm, I want to ask an Italian person who's actually from Italy what the best Italian restaurant is. I don't want the Jersey fucking third generation guy that says <laughs> fucking Galamad, you know what I mean? Like fucking, that pronounces Italian words incorrectly. Right. Who's, you know, to tell me where the best Italian food is. I right. want to know what's the authentic. When I was in Italy, the Italian food was so good. It's so different than like the New York, New Jersey Italian food, just heavy and whatever. Yeah. It's just like, holy shit, this is a totally different experience. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's a, that seems like a really dumb thing to say. And then we lucked out because okay we we walk another block and I see this uh, I see this place it's called uh, I think it was called La Condesa and uh, I go that's got to be Italian or, or that's got to be uh, you know uh, Mexican or, or you know that that sounds you know Latino La Condesa and the people I'm with are all like really you think so La what is that what is this place so we, we go into the into this place and it's a kind of a high end place uh, and they had when I walked in immediately I knew because there's this wall of I thought it was all tequila um, but it was uh, tequila and mezcal mm-hmm. and, and they had like they had like probably 200 kinds of tequilas and mezcals in this place and uh the food was fantastic but it was everybody when we sat down uh, everybody was at the with that i was with and i, I guess I, these people are fairly provincial because <laughs> they were looking for there was no tacos on the menu there was no burrito the no you know the, the typical you know stuff like that wasn't on the menu but they had if you looked at it everything was uh, it was small plate and they had they had uh, ceviche and they had uh, uh, a, a lot of different it was all you know it was, it was really wonderful food um but they had a lot of uh like you know there was a fish uh well several different kinds of fish that were really good and there was the 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 uh you know the uh, well just a, a, a variety of things uh, that were it, it, small plate it was great it was when we got out everybody was like oh that was amazing that was that was really good you know but uh they didn't have any tacos yeah okay all right <laughs> whatever but uh, i don't know if the mexican guys would have told us to go there i'm guessing they would <laughs> they would probably say go down there it's it's pretty fucking expensive but i bet it's good mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah we ended up uh doing quite well but uh how was the rest of the trip now i mean was it productive so it was it was, it was it three nights yeah three days three yeah, nights yeah, three days yeah, yeah it was we um went out with uh, clients customers uh, a couple of there's a couple of companies that we do business with as well that we went out with one night and uh were you guys picking up the tab most of the time we, or it was mutual did. a few times where was, you were the client we were the client the one night and uh that night those guys spent some um, some bucks um we went to this place called fix f-i-x-e and it's called fix southern house and the idea behind this place was uh that when you they put you in a room with a group, you're supposed to kind of feel like you're sitting in a southern grandmother's dining room. So they've got these little individual rooms mm-hmm. where they close That's the doors awesome. off. Yeah, which was awesome, and and not in a stuffy way. It was in in a, uh, a sort of a, a casualish sort of a feel. Although it was it was you know kind of darkly lit that sort of thing, but it was really quite well done. And then the um, the waitress, the the person that waited on us, she was uh, she was awesome. She really knew her shit, and. Um, they uh, okay. They started off. She she started off with this description of uh, this. She said we're most well known. Uh, the fix Southern House is most well known for our biscuits. We have the and she went through this long description of describing a a flaky Southern biscuit that they had, and I'm thinking to myself. Okay, I, I've had biscuits before. I've been to places, actually some biscuit places in the s- South where they make a big deal out of it, and I wasn't at all impressed. I, I, I just, you know, it was like, okay, mm-hmm. it's just, the bread is bread and the biscuits, you know, a hot biscuit's great, but, you know, how, how good can a biscuit be? Uh, as it turned out, uh, I was completely wrong about the biscuit. This place, when she... I just they, saw the biscuit. I'm they, on their website right now. And, the, and the, there's 
it fucking looks amazing. It is, and the and the the condiments they bring out with it, the the different jams and jellies and honeys and all that stuff were were just wow, just top shelf stuff. It was just amazing. Oh no, I mean this 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 looks like some. I mean, listen, I realize that these photographs uh, are either a food stylist and a food photographer. There is a I don't. It doesn't even look like a chicken pot pie. It looks like a salmon pot pie. I don't even know what the fuck it, it is. It's um, but yeah, yeah, you know what it is. I do know what it is. It's, what is uh, it? It's um, Louisiana crawfish and oh. uh, Maine lobster. Yeah, there's there, like so. So here, uh, sweet tea pickles. The, yes. The, did you have those? We had some sweet tea pickles, and we also and? Had the, and and yes, uh, wonderful, amazing. The the other thing they had that was that was fucking amazing. I wouldn't have thought was was uh, could be as good as it would would be was uh, absolutely positively and. Uh, I say this without reserve or any regard for anybody's feelings that uh, uh, relatives or otherwise that uh, make some pretty damn good ones, but their their deviled eggs were like fucking next world. Like fermented cabbage, smoked trout roe, grated ham. It was like amazing shit. Was, there, there's a there's another one. There's a couple of things on here. There's a a crispy catfish, Superior Farms catfish, smoked uni tartare, nori kimchi collards. Like it's like it, it's all of it. The tuna tartare, and I think there's a picture of it here. It looks fucking great. Butternut I, squash, pumpkin seed garlic. I want to go here. I mean, and, and it seems like yeah. And the, the ratings for this place are fucking next level. Yeah, yeah. The grits were amazing as well. Um, yeah. They had these uh, shrimp grits that were, uh, and we did a bunch of small small plate stuff on the on, the, and then did an entree. It was nah. wow. It was really lobster crazy. and crawfish pot pie. Fuck. Yes. Yeah, and then their wine list was uh, off the hook, and I don't know. Um, you know, we just she suggested a wine. I don't think anybody at the table looked to see what she was suggesting, what the price might be, uh, and they brought out multiple bottles of wine. So I don't know what they this is when the this is when the client picked up. Yeah, the client picked up. So and uh, I drank way too much wine that night. It was like I didn't like where you where were you in terms of like communication and like headspace. Oh, I was I was fine with everything, and and when we left there, we walked out down to Sixth Street and Sixth street is it, it they it's this crazy area of bars with all the all the live music and everything and it's it's it just gets really packed they close the street off to traffic and um it's just people all out in the street from curb to curb and uh all these 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 clubs and all this stuff and when we started walking up there i remember having the conversation with a couple of these guys that i'm like man i drink a lot of wine but i don't really feel it you know i don't really feel that drunk and um we went to a couple places on Sixth Street. We went to this uh, uh, sort of a uh, uh, house techno. I don't know what they call it now. Trance sort of place that was uh, uh, you, you couldn't talk to anybody in there. It was it was too loud. So I had a, a drink in there and I didn't know what to order. So this guy goes uh, and I said, "What are you having?" And he said, uh, "I'm having a Moscow Mule." So um, I, I got a Moscow Mule, which I hadn't really never really had one of those no? before. No, and it was it in a copper uh, yeah, copper yeah, it was cup. In a copper cup. Okay. Did really, you steal the copper cup? It, I did not. Um, <laughs> a lot of people steal them. I bet they do. It was it was really good. It, it is. Tasted, really good. tasted great. Walked out of there, and I'm thinking I'm a little more fucked up. We ended up going to uh, this place called Antones, this blues club, and uh, got in there. And the guy that was uh, Soul Man Sam, some shit, I don't know what it was, but this guy is, and it was kind of a slow blues thing he was doing, you know, you know, you know, and it. I thought when when they when they were gonna do the next song it would speed up but it never ever sped up and I, I sat there for long enough that by the time we left I was much more tired and I felt much more drunk uh, even though I really didn't drink in there much but it right. just kind of hit me in that place uh, just the, the I, I guess you know, I got the blues I got uh, yeah anyway but uh, Antones Antones is a place that there's two probably well uh, two widely known blues clubs in Austin that are, are you know historically some of the old places. One's called the Continental Club, and there's another place called Antones, and they, they, we're at the Antones joint. So I've been to the Continental Club before, but it was fun, um, and uh, we had a good time. But yeah, spent a bu- they spent a bunch of money that night taking us out. I have no idea, but uh, oh, I, I mean that that, that uh, lobster crawfish pot pie was thirty dollars. I mean, like the like all of those appetizers, like the I think the lowest price may have been like eight bucks. Yeah, and so. it's like, and there were a lot of them, and there were a lot of them that looked good. 
we that if you didn't put a governor on it and go like, no, no, we got to cap this here. Yeah. It, it could, yeah. you know, and there were like expensive bottles of wine. I mean, I'm thinking how many people were at that dinner? Uh, there was like eight. Yeah. Eight, eight. Yeah. I am guessing that that was a twenty three hundred dollar uh, dinner before. Could dinner. well have been. It could I mean, well I've been, been out to dinners like that, but with yeah. a lot more people. Like yeah. we went out to a dinner in Chicago when I had my job. I don't remember the name of the restaurant. I mean, it was that place. What's the one? The Senior Frogs or something? Whatever. I don't remember. We were in a private room. Okay. And it was like the senior most person at the table was supposed to buy. You know, like use their corporate card. Mm-hmm. And I was like maybe the fourth or fifth person at this table of like 20 something people. I don't remember what it cost, but it was in that range of like, you know, over 2000. And I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Like I was like, yeah. and not that I thought I'd get in trouble, but it was like, fuck, there's a lot of alcohol, there's a lot of food and a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, there were clients for sure, but there were a lot of employees as well. And you're like, oh, right, fuck, right. you know? And it's just that moment of like, I don't want to be the guy holding the fucking, you know, like, uh, uh, I got my pants around my ankles and be like, I've been gone. I got fucked. But, uh, you know, like, I don't, those are not those moments where I feel like a big shot. I kind of just feel like, oh, fuck, there are consequences here. So this, this room, you know, they, they end up closing the doors and I don't know how many tables this waitress, uh, had that she was that she was trying to cover you know we weren't the only one but um we sat there for a while and and we ended up being uh we we they were the, i think her last table when uh, the place was uh, they were they were kind of closing up as we left uh but um she had gotten in on a lot of conversations that we were having she was just kind of standing around and she somebody were was talking about whatever and so she was telling us there was somebody asked the question what was your first concert and we were kind of going around the table thing and talking about concert stories and um somebody said what's yours they asked her and so she started telling us about her her own life and her own stories and stuff and uh god it was funny because i'm so obsessed with age but how old the woman was she and what was uh, her first concert her first concert now let me think um it, it was uh, uh i'm trying to get i'm gonna get mixed up i was thinking it was cage the elephant uh but no that no 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 that was her favorite that was her favorite okay so she's she, she's in her 30s um, she was about thirty. I yeah, yeah. Guess. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, she was about thirty, and her first one, I think, Spice Spice Girls. No, she had actually. Um, no, she had been. She had really good taste in music. She. Um, no, it was uh, Chili Peppers, is what it was. Oh, okay. And she had actually worked in Los Angeles. Uh, she was uh, Anthony was Kiedis. She, f- she ended up being Anthony Kiedis as. Personal, personal assistant. assistant. No yeah. fucking way. Yes, yeah. Wait and, a second. Was she from Austin or did she make her way there? She made her way there. She's working for huh. Gibson uh, during the day. She's she's got some sort of Gibson the for, guitar. Yes, company. Yeah, yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. She's working for Gibson and uh, waiting tables and fascinating. Uh, yeah. So um, and she was really good at what she did. I wish I could remember her name, but uh, she was, yeah, she was really really good at uh, at what she did, and then she knew. Uh, I don't know. We, I've been to the same guys that we were with. I went to dinner with them at a place in in Denver that um, was a farm to table type place. With there was a waiter there that was as conversant about his food, about the food choices there as she was. Where you'd ask him about something, you'd go, "Okay, what? Tell me about the pork chop," and she would like she could get it down to like the farm where it was raised you know she would tell you you know this is from so she was a good server good personality good charismatic and she just was present with you guys probably because you were a large table yeah yeah. and she got a big fucking tip off one table i'm sure you know because it was well i was to say and this this was which place was that that was at the uh, fix fix like i i don't uh, you you looking at that menu and their website and the food that they serve yeah you can't suck as a server at a place like that, oh, you wouldn't no, last. No, you'd no, you'd no, be no. out the fucking door. No, no. I was. I I happened to walk by. Um, they they have one of those open concept uh, kitchen type things. So when you walk by to go to the restroom, you walk right by the uh, the, the kitchen and the. So yeah, open kitchen where you can see everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you, you go by the the little. Um, there's a spot where the there's a um, the guy that's plating the food, and uh, who's kind of you know quarterback and the the wait staff is right there. And uh, I overheard, you know, nobody was getting yelled at or anything like that, but um, they were really 
communicating well the, mm-hmm. the people that were there you know as far as right. uh, you know sure um, what was going on i heard somebody calling out temperatures on on food he had a he had a thermometer out I had somebody else that was uh um i heard him say something about um that the um, one of the plates looked too sloppy to you know somebody had um goofed up something with the way the presentation looked on it um Everybody in the place looked like they were, you know, just extremely focused, moving in the right direction. Um, there was a lot going on. The place was really crowded, and um, they were just bam, bam, bam. They were, they, you know, it was, yeah, yeah. You, you, unless you were good, you weren't going to, yeah, they weren't going to have you there. There's, there's just no way. It wouldn't work. So, and, and Austin has got, man, there's, there are just, tons of restaurants and places and if you get into into downtown austin it's uh, it's a very very happening place it's it's a it's a fun place to be and uh um it's not it's it's uh well i was gonna say it's expensive uh, it's it's probably not any more expensive than than a lot of areas but um and not as expensive as some i, I think when i was in portland maine a, a little while back portland maine is is more expensive than austin texas but um yeah, both places. Uh, yeah, I've never been. I've never been. I've been to. I've been to Texas once. I've been to Dallas, right? Texas for work, and uh, I was surprised a little bit. Uh, How so? Um, I had no idea what to expect from Texas. I had, you know, heard about Austin and Austin being sort of more of a liberal sort of town with a lot of arts and culture. Uh, is uh, people were super nice, very nice, very yeah. generous. Yeah. Um, you know, this is of course anecdotal. Uh, restaurant I went to was uh, a lot better than I would have expected. Not that it was better; it was different than what I would have expected. And and uh, and so and the woman that I'm uh, dating, uh, Susie, she's from Texas. Oh, is she? Uh, but yeah, yeah, she lives in Connecticut now, but she lived in in New York for a while. You know, she came where to New in York. Texas is she from? Uh, well, she's I believe she's from New Orleans, Louisiana, and then moved to Texas. I think uh, I think grew up in Austin, but by wow. I think she came to New York when she was uh, in high school, um, probably around fifteen or sixteen, um, okay. and then because she's a she was a ballet dancer back then. And like very good, like you know, uh, competitive, like 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 got paid for it. Well, you know, got a scholarship to go to a school in New York and and okay. uh, become a dancer and go to the uh, you know perform with the School of American Ballet. You know, wow. like okay. anyway, so like you know, so I mean, she doesn't have an accent. You know, I mean, she'll say things like "darling" and things like that sound very you know uh, Southern. Texas. Southern. And Southern. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't have an accent. And she, you know, so, so I, I don't know. I imagine at some point uh, I could probably go to, I don't think she, I don't know that she goes to Texas that much, though. I mean, she has family there, but I don't know that she goes that much. Um, she's got a lot going on. So, but I really want to go. And, uh, you know, but I mean, to me, she seems more like a New Yorker, you know, like who lives, a, yeah. someone from the Northeast, just based on right, being here right, for right. so long. And, you know, and so, but I don't know. There's so much of this country to see, and so many good places to eat, and and so many right. good things to do. But it's just like where, where, you where, know? Yeah. It's like you, you know, it's like who has enough time in the day? Yeah, you know? I was I was writing down. We were, we were having this discussion about uh, about goals. There was one of the speakers. There was a, a, one of these goal setting. You know, it's uh, this guy that wrote a book. Some I think the book is called. The twelve week year is the name of this book that they. This oh, guy it's like the four about. hour work week. Kind yeah, of yeah, deal. yeah. Like it's the yeah. same guy yeah, concept. Yeah, yeah. and I, I wasn't that impressed with that, but it got people talking about uh, about goals and stuff. And we had, that was one of the nice. We were having dinner that um, with a smaller group that was talking about some stuff, and we were just kind of kicking that around. Nobody was being real serious about it, but um, one of the things I was talking about was um, okay. The, the idea behind seeing all fifty states. I've got. Um, uh, Let's see. I, I haven't been to Idaho. I've not been to Montana. And then on the East Coast. Yeah, I haven't been to either of those. Uh, on the East Coast, I've not been to Virginia, Maryland, North Carolina, and South Carolina. So if I get six done. I've been to all of those on the East Coast, but not to Montana and uh, and Idaho. And Idaho, no. So if I get six done, I've got the lower 48. But then I was thinking, okay, Alaska and Hawaii, that's a lot of fucking traveling to go. <laughs> Just go to those two. I'm thinking, okay, that's a big thing. 
But what about the what about the experience though? If you look back at at it, right? Because I've never looked at the map and uh, and seen. I've never been to Alaska. Never been to Hawaii. You know, it, you know, I could. I the coastal states. I think I've done most of the coastal states. Middle of the country, probably just for the Midwest, like Chicago. I don't know that I've been to Wisconsin. So it's like, but what about the quality of the time that you spent in these places? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? In, in terms of like, okay, I was in Texas, but Texas is a big fucking state. Oh, it's fucking huge. I experienced half a minute in Dallas. Yeah. Can I tell you anything about Texas? No. <laughs> Like, like yeah. my question to you when you started talking about Texas, how, my question is like, did you mess with it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, no, problem, no. But you're like, like, there's it's such a big fucking country. That's why I would love to, like, get a fucking airstream or a camper or do something. I honestly, I just want to like. I love connecting with people and, 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 and experiencing and just being ridiculous and silly. But then when you get right down to it, just, just break it all down. Not, it's not about fucking politics or a MAGA hat or whatever. I just want to fucking meet and experience. I'm trying to remember. And, and not define the place. But, yeah. you know, like, oh, this is the best place ever. Yeah, I had a good time here, but I couldn't tell you what the fuck it would be like to be here, live here, experience it. It's you, just like what you were talking about. I was trying to remember. Um, there's there's a on the anchor version one where you and I uh, first started talking to each other. There was a a woman on there from uh, she's from East London, um, really super uh, East Londony Cockney sort of. Accent. Oh, the 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 older one, the, the the not older one, but she was probably at least in her fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I don't know her name, but I remember. I, I, yeah, I'm trying to remember her name. I actually I could look it up. I could find her on Instagram because I, I, I kind of really yeah huh. I, yeah I follow her and we we've I've had some mini conversations with her lately. I not I mean within the last six months anyway, and I always loved her. She was such a she has such a great attitude. You know, she was she was uh, just. Uh, funny as hell right she seemed real as fuck yeah you know what i mean like there was there didn't seem to be a lot of pretense about her no 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 like and it didn't seem like there was any it was like she was a character while she was a character she was not like it wasn't a character that she created this is a real person who's lived this life experienced this thing and just like boom just puts it out there she yeah yeah she had a way of speaking which reminded me of on the disney movies when they always had when the bad guys were like on 2000 uh, 101 dalmatians you know the guys that were like driving around the little truck they had this weird little cockney accent thing they always did right her voice was always like that right yeah she was i uh, remember yeah yeah. i just there was something about her voice yeah it was just like and yeah, I mean, and and it was kind of like it was kind of like oh fuck, she sounds like I don't know if she's educated or low caste, but she was smart. But sort of there was to me there was street. something about it that was like just sort of very like fucking raw and street and yeah. honest and like fucking totally, I don't give totally, a fuck. Totally. But she seemed like a decent human being as well. Totally, if you, if you that's get- like all of that, that. That's the thing about Anchor that I loved early on. Yeah. They advertise on all of these podcasts, man. Right, they're advertising are, yeah. all over the place yeah. because they're owned by Spotify and it's like and because podcasting is as big as it is and anybody can do this boom anchor you know uh, so she came to the United States like um, not, oh, to, for, not, yeah. to, not to live but she visited the United States like a year a year or two ago something like that I'm trying I don't remember the exact date I remember she, her talking about it yeah she took a road trip and she and she I remember her just uh, you know talking about the bigness of the United States and how it was just blowing her away because you know, she'd been you know she'd been around Europe and and uh, you know the, the you know the, the UK and all that stuff and um, she had gone from I don't know I think I'm trying to remember like she had landed in Chicago or something. I think they drove to New Orleans or they were in... I, I, she saw a good, a good chunk of the country on the road in a car and it just blew her mind she was just like uh, she was like this is crazy and she, I, I, I hope she gets back I don't think she's been back since but um, she was uh, she was really excited about the the, the, the whole thing it was, it was fun to hear her talk about it and her voice okay there's I, I, if here's a recommendation for something to watch on tv if okay so there's this thing i and the way i started watching this uh this uh it's called top boy it's a it's a thing that's a it's a british thing that is about this drug gang from uh east london this drug gang 
And there's two seasons of it that have been released, and they just are going to be releasing a third season very soon, and uh, like within the next couple of weeks. And Netflix now, I think, is pushing um, season one, season two of Top Boy. Uh, the reason I started watching this was Bill Burr uh, was talking about it once, how he loved it. It's the 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 characters are it's really hard to understand what they're saying they're speaking english uh are you using the subtitles uh i probably no i don't think i did but i should have it was there's a lot of phraseology stuff that and i remember asking her about it i go what do they mean there they use a word in it in it all the time in it um, and it like almost like isn't it? But they don't. It, they don't use it. In no, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it now. It's got an 8.2 out of 10 rating on uh, IMDb. 95% of Google users have liked the show. 7.6 out of 10 on TV.com. Do you guys own TV.com or no? No, we don't. No. no. Or TVGuide.com. No. No, that's a different company. All right, we- I'm gonna I'm gonna play a trailer right now. I'm gonna play a trailer. Gonna play a trailer. We're gonna hear. It. Yeah. 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 So anyway, so now they're kicking us into the music, so it's more yeah. like montage shit. But it, it looks like it's really well shot. It's it's well done. It really I is. mean, and and so it's predominantly. It seems to be a predominantly. I don't even know what to call um, black characters because they're not African Americans. They're, 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 they're not African Americans, so I'd be incorrect to say yeah. um, African American. That's well, racist, your colleague would say. Yeah, exactly. Um, false. Well, that's, that's funny though because uh, okay, I don't know what are, who are we talking about? But the the, the 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 East London thing. There's I guess apparently there's a lot of Jamaicans in in that mm-hmm. in that area, and then there's so there's these uh, these black. British guys, is that what you call them? Black British guys? I, I re- yeah, I, I relate as black British. Uh, no, um, whatever. But there's a there's a big Jamaican sort of accent, sort of part of that's part of that. So you, if you mix that Cockney, East London thing with a Jamaican sort of deal, and then there's a lot of slang in it. It's like God damn, it's hard. It's kind of hard to follow. I say that, but it's so well done. It's a it's worth kind of going through the pain of trying to figure out what the hell they're saying to watch the whole thing. It's really well done. And it's Top Boy. Yeah. I recommend it strongly. I, there, There's an actor that's in this show that I think that I've uh, driven. Really? I yeah. Think His name that... is Ashley Walters. Okay. No, he can't be. I think the guy that I drove was younger. I just, ah, fuck. There was a, I don't know how common the name Ashley is well, for uh, a male, guys, black a black guy who's from Britain. <laughs> but, I mean, and particularly for actors, it just seems odd. But I drove yeah. a dude whose name was Ashley. I don't know if I'd be able to find a call sheet. But um, when I worked on, I don't know if you remember the, the show NYPD Blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, So NYPD Blue uh, was uh, shot as a pilot. And I worked on it back in March of 2019 of this year. Did that ever and come out? Did that ever come out? Uh, no, no, it never got picked up. It's it's not all. I the last I heard it was not off the table, and ABC may pick it up. Oh, okay. Um, I never saw a frame of it. You know, I may have. You know, I read the call sheet, which tells you what the scenes are, and it was like Andy Sipowitz, uh, Dennis Franz's yeah, son, yeah. becomes a cop, and blah blah blah, and he was a British guy too. Uh, white guy and then there was this dude ashley and this that dude ashley he had a he didn't have a cockney accent but he had a british accent um that sounded a little bit more uh educated affluent and uh he but he did he did a new york brooklyn accent the entire time so much so that i thought he was from new york so he wasn't a character like he was himself but he like for him for him to keep the accent he just stayed with it Mm-hmm. And at the end of the job, on the last day of shooting, I drove he and the other British guy. And the other British guy, the white dude who was playing Sipowitz's son, was like, Ashley, welcome back. Because <laughs> the, the, that guy didn't, he didn't, he used his regular accent, his normal speaking voice and accent, whereas Ashley used the Brooklyn 
because for him, I think it was he wanted to lock into the he just stayed the in character, character the whole time. But he didn't stay in character. You know what I mean? Like he would talk as himself, but not his accent. You know what I mean? I, right. I, I don't think okay. he wanted to lose it. Right? It's it's not an easy thing to do. Right? Oh, I mean, sure, think yeah. about it. I mean, you know, even if you did a shitty accent, you created the character, used the accent, and then you had to create. You know. Sp- use these words that weren't yours, remember them, and deliver them. Holy shit, that's a lot to process in your brain. I'm not saying it's fucking heavy lifting and digging ditches, but, you know, it's... So I want to know if this guy Ashley is the same fucking guy. That's all I want to know. I, I was know, thinking there was some rapper or somebody that was in it, but uh, well, Drake is the producer, the executive producer of some oh, sort. Really? Okay. Right. Uh, that's what I just saw. Well, I don't know if that is fact. <laughs> when I saw the YouTube trailer, it said, "You know, producer Drake." It probably is him. It's it's really well done. You can tell there's some money behind it when you when you're watching it because uh, yeah. They, so are you yeah. all caught up? Did you watch all of it? Uh, I've seen one and two, and three is coming out. Although now I should probably—it's been a while. They, they, there was there was quite a uh, hiatus between uh, two and three. So if three is coming out, I should probably backtrack and watch it again. Try to figure out exactly who was who and what's going on. I, I vaguely remember what was going on, but I, I probably need a refresher. Need to catch back up. A little behind. That's the way shows go. Sometimes you get, you know, you watch it, and then they take that long hiatus. Then you can't remember shit. Next time it comes on, try to figure it out. But uh, yeah, it's well done. I'd say. Oh no, there are two Ashleys. I'm sorry, there are two black dudes who are from the UK with the name Ashley. Two actors. Yeah, Ashley Thomas is the one I'm talking about. Ashley Walters, not so much. And the picture of Ashley Walters on uh, when I Google him, he's got an AirPod in his left ear, which is silly because it looks like a piece of jewelry. Um, <laughs> they probably hate each other. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I apologize to both of the Ashleys. <laughs> it's been way. Can we cut all that out? It was useless. Oh God, I suck at this podcasting thing. And that, ladies and gentlemen is our show let's let mr big voice take us out thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed unbecoming of age bonus content at unbecomingofage.com subscribe on itunes or your favorite podcatcher find us on social media at unbecoming of age and sometimes when we touch